0: Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio.
1: Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio here on the 21st of November. This is your host, Colton Gibson, and today I'm joined by my producer, Justin Brown, and co-hosts, Ryan Liguez and Paxton Graff. There's a lot to cover this morning, including four different Texas State sports and our thoughts on the World Cup and the NBA season so far. But before we get started, let's throw it to Ryan for a quick word from our sponsor. Twin
2: Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is the sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio, located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos. Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks, eats, drinks,
1: scenic views. And we are going to get started today with the two Bobcat basketball teams, with, which have both started off their season pretty hot, had a good start so far with the women's basketball team. They are 3-1 and one to start their season so far after coming off of their first loss uh, this past Saturday. They lost 72-68 to 68 against UTEP, but... This game also brought back Denesia Hood for the first time in two games, and she definitely performed well. Uh, definitely a good thing to have her back.
0: I mean she's dropping 28 points on this UTEP team you know she got injured last season and her return you know many people were not sure how she performed you know but she's showing why she's been a leading scorer for this team 28 points and you have to give it to Kennedy Taylor also supporting her Kennedy Taylor got 10 points of her own but she's also dishing out 10 assists and you know many of those have to go to Danasia Hood yeah, you know, yeah,
2: like you, all you've been saying, you know, she was
0: out for a couple games. She said, you know, I'm back. She came back, Yeah, like you said, 28
2: points. She had, I think, 15 assists. She had a block in there. But, you know, also Tiana Hood or, or not Tiana, Tiana Eden had 16 points in that game. So, you know, it was kind of good to see this team kind of come back, kind of get some energy in there. Uh, sad to see that they lost four points in overtime, but, you know, they fought all the way through.
3: Yeah, Kennedy Taylor and Denesia Hood both having double doubles in this game. And it was Denesia Hood's first time since March when they played against South Alabama in the tournament. And I mean they 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 played wonderful up until really that third quarter and that overtime. They were really doing great defensively. They were only allowing at most 15 points a quarter, but that third quarter, they allowed 19 and then overtime. And they kind of faded away, and that's why they ended up losing. But still, really a great effort. And, I mean, they went against an undefeated a UTEP team.
0: Yeah, an undefeated UTEP team, and you're taking into overtime. And this is, you know, this Bobcat team, this is a team that beat, you know, Abilene Christian the other day, uh, you know, 102-31. to 31. So uh, this Bobcat basketball team definitely was ready for this UTEP undefeated team. And they put up a good fight. I mean, you're sending a game into overtime. That means you're putting up some you know, amazing – amazing effort. Kennedy Taylor, I just like to mention what she's been doing. She's now the leading most in assist in the entire Bobcat basketball women's basketball history. She's the most in 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 their, you know, Bobcat program history. She's also number one in current players that have an alt in their career assist. So she's right now number one in NCAA records right now for assist in her career. So just an amazing performance from this team, not only the scoring by Danasia Hood, but the assist from Kennedy Taylor to put up some good effort against this UTEP team.
2: Yeah, you know, looking into the box score and the stats, you know, they were able to make uh, eight three points in this game. And, you know, it's kind of good to see them kind of over every game, kind of increase the amount of three points they take and how much they make. You know, usually when I've seen these teams, this team, Bobcats, Usually they're more of a in you know, in the arc, up close in the paint. That's mainly how they get their points. And now to kind of push it out into the three point line, it's
1: pretty good to see. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the name Tiana Eaton. She kind of was the one that carried the slack while Daneja Hood was out. She's scored in double figures in all four of their games so far. So she definitely has kind of stepped into a role that maybe we haven't seen her in in her previous years at Texas State. Hasn't always been the top scorer, but now when she's had to step up, she has been scoring those points, and the team's 3-1. and one. So obviously she's doing something right. Uh, but the women's basketball team now will try to – Forget that loss as they will travel to College Station to take on the Texas A&M Aggies. And that game will be Wednesday, November 23rd at 4 p.m. And you can watch that on ESPN Plus. But going to the men's basketball team, also a good start to their season so far, even though they are two and two. They're coming off of a 61 to 56 loss against UTSA this past Thursday. The I-35 rivalry met again, and unfortunately, it did not go well for the Bobcats this time.
0: Yes, you know, you see Tyrell Morgan, this new player from Northern Oklahoma, and you also have Mason Harrell, a senior leader on this team, both dropping 20 points in this one. But unfortunately, this this rivalry against UTSA, one that many Bobcat fans, including myself, love to see. Uh, But I know I've heard some things from fans there on Twitter. They were saying it's hard to beat UTSA, especially when you're trying to beat the refs at the same time. Um, But who knows how the officiating was in that game. But, you know, putting two players with double you know 20 points that's something this bobcat team hasn't seen in a while since we had you know isaiah small um, isaiah small and other players but yeah just a good effort but unfortunately not able to take advantage of that i-35 rivalry
2: yeah i definitely have not seen uh two bobcat players score 20 in the same game it's been a while you know mason Harrell. i mean it's kind of good to see though to kind of associate him with scoring 20 points a game he's done that early on this season and you know to see tower morgan kind of grow into his own and try and get that too and you know Mason Harrow, I feel like he's kind of the three-point guy on this team. I mean, he made four three-pointers this game. And, you know, it's just uh, good to see him continue to step up as a leader and really lead this team to, you know, success and try and get them to go where they need to be.
3: Yeah, I I honestly think he's going to lead them uh, in California this uh, tonight, I think he's going to be the leading scorer yet again. I mean, he is really their go-to guy. Tyro Morgan, obviously, uh, kind of that role-player position, kind of filling what Caleb Asbury was last year. Um, and he's done a good job so far. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get it against the Roadrunners. the, the Really, one of the one teams that you really do want to go against, uh, knowing that we can't really get them in football. You want to get them in all the other sports, fo- uh, basketball volleyball, baseball. Uh, So it was unfortunate to not get that one, but, uh, you know, still a really good performance by this team.
0: 100%. You have to talk about the defensive performance as well. You had, you know, players like Brandon Davis and Davian Skies with the team high seven steals, and then you also had Brandon Love and Nate Martin both getting two blocks of their own. So it it showed that they were putting all their effort onto the court, not just with the 40 points scored between these two players offensively, but they're putting utmost effort on defense with those steals and blocks. So, you know, that's UT team I, they may have got away with this one uh, but this team's looking pretty good in their chemistry for next season or when they play against, against them again UTSA got to be ready that's all I got to say
1: something that's definitely interesting about this basketball team that maybe is a little different from the, the past seasons at least recently is there's I don't think there's really one player that's like the star the centerpiece of this team you know you go back a few years and you have Nigel Pearson as the the main guy of this team. Then the last couple years has been Caleb Asbury has been the primary scorer. Now this team is trying to have to actually be a team. The Mason Harrell and Tyrell Morgan and a bunch of other players are having to figure out how they can work together to really combine to put a a good game together. It's not just one player kind of taking over for the the entire game. So I think that's really interesting thing to follow that. You know, we're going to be able to see how they handle it this season and how uh, Coach TJ handle, handles it is how are they going to be able to really work together with all these different players that may have never been the leading scorer. may have never been the primary, you know, ball handler. They're going to have to figure out how to make it work now.
0: Yeah, they really are going to have to. And and I mean, Coach TJ's prepared for whatever whatever challenge this team's faced. I mean, this is a team that's won back-to-back championships where I mean not not Belt Conference tournament championships sorry but regular season champions and, and and that's because they know how to respond to adversity and with these new players like Tyrell Morgan and Davion Skies and a lot of these new pickups it's going to be interesting to see how they can learn how to facilitate that ball and also score it um, with Mason Arrow though as a senior leader for this team I mean I think he's prepared he's one of the few bobcats ever in program history to have a thousand points and 300 assists so he's just doing amazing things for this team and as him as a floor leader and coach tj at the helm i believe that this team can respond to whatever new lineup they get
1: well they their next matchup will be tonight at 9 p.m against the california golden bears they travel to california um california i believe is 0-4 to start their season so far but you can watch that game on the pac-12 network and before we take a break, Justin, I know you maybe wanted to mention some San Marcos basketball scores real yes,
0: quick. Yes, I did want to mention some San Marcos Rattler basketball scores. The men's team, unfortunately, took a tough loss against the Silver. Uh, my apologies. Let me check real quick. It is the... My apologies. The, it is going to be... They lost 72-58 to 58 against the Seven Lake Spartans, but... Don't let that take away from this season so far. The San Marcos Rattler men's basketball team—they're six and one currently, so they're doing some great things. This was their first loss of the season, but you have players like you know Malik Presley, you know playing hard. You got Kanan Gums who. Just coming back off of an injury, and he's getting some minutes in. But you know, just Javen Coffee, who's getting threes as well. We saw Malik Presley in that game drop four threes of his own. So this Rattler team, they're definitely taking taking advantage of that early playoff loss they had last year, and they're putting as much energy as they can on the floor. But just to get back onto that, you know, mention you mentioned that Bobcat in California game. I, I just wanted to say a little factoid because you know Justin loves these factoids, and I can't can't let it go to break without mentioning it. The Bobcat basketball team against Pac-12 teams like California they're Oh and seven. But I will say that this is the best opportunity for this Bobcat basketball team to win against that. Cause you're playing against a team that's Oh and four right now. And and they're trying to do this. They're trying to get momentum because they're about to go to a tournament in Hawaii. Yes. I said, Hawaii, not only did the volleyball team get to go to Hawaii, but the Bobcat basketball team is about to go to Hawaii. So yeah, I don't know. I just had to mention that before we left, go let go of it. But, yeah, the Rattler basketball team, they're doing great things, and Coach Miller's expecting to go all the way to state. And I think with this record and with this team so far in a new district that they're playing in,
1: I think it's definitely possible. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but on the other side of it, we will formally close the door on a great volleyball season, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. Welcome back to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. In the studio with me, I have my producer Justin Brown and co-hosts Ryan Liguez and Paxton Graf. And this is your host, Colton Gibson. As I said before the break, it is sadly time to say goodbye to the 2022 edition of the Texas State volleyball team after they suffered a three sets to one loss, yeah, three to one loss against the James Madison Dukes in the Sunbelt Tournament Championship game. Guys, this is a great season. It's so historic for this Bobcat volleyball team taking home three separate Sunbelt honors with Emily DeWalt being setter of the year and overall player of the year, and Janelle fetch as offensive player of the year. There is so many good things to take away from this season, even going out in the final.
2: Yeah, you know, like you said, this has been a great season for the Bobcats, and I just want to give kudos to not only the JMU volleyball team, but JMU athletics in general. This is their first season in the Sunbelt Conference, and they have kind of dominated. They are really good in soccer and really good in volleyball. And, you know, we said earlier in the season when they played the um, – when Bobcats played Jamie for the first time in volleyball and it was a really close matchup, you know, we, they split the series one, one, and we we're like, this could possibly be the Sun Sunbelt championship game later on. And that's kind of, and that's what's happened. That's what it was made to be. And but, like you said, great game. And, you know, it, it's, 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 it, you know, for it to be such a great season and not to come out with it with a, a championship, but, you know, they have so much to look at and so much to be proud of.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, Look at this. I mean, I don't even know what to point out out of this this performance of this season. They, they needed a whole episode of their own, honestly, to talk about this. You have Emily DeWalt, who's just proven time and time again in this game she had her 81st double double and I mean that's that's with 18 digs and 48 assists a player that you know honestly could average 50 to 60 assists and she put everything out there in this final game because you know a lot of these players they are graduating Um, you know players like Emily DeWalt, Janelle Fitzgerald they may be gone I do not know about their COVID eligibility year but you know, this performance is just impressive from the Bobcats. They they went, they went really played their hardest, and they went to extra sets in that game beforehand against South Alabama. So it's just good to see that they fought their hardest. But, yeah, Sean Hewitt, he, he did say it broke his heart, but there's nothing to hang our head about. This is a great season. This team had a great season. You had players like Jacqueline Lee stepping up. You had, you know, players like Jada Gardner you know Janelle Fitzgerald everybody played their hardest in this and and that's definitely been able to be seen and and it's kind of something to look forward to for Sean Hewitt next season you have a lot of these old players getting out of there but you have a a bunch of new players that have performed well and, and there's it's just new opportunities for Sean Hewitt and I think if you look at his record overall in the past four years I'm not worried whatsoever on what this new group will have because I think Sean Hewitt at the helm is a pretty safe coaching job
3: I think it is too, but, um, you know, it kind of sucks because I was was getting ready uh, Saturday night and I was watching that game against South Alabama, and after we won, I'm like, we have one more game. If we win the championship, I can go on Bobcat Radio Monday morning and say sweet, sweet revenge, but now I can't say that. I can say it, however, for the fact that we beat, who beat us last year in the championship round in South Alabama, I can say sweet revenge for that. But I can't say sweet for revenge for going back and winning the championship game. I mean, man, I I watched that game Saturday night. I unfortunately didn't watch the whole game, but I did watch the whole uh, fifth and final set. First off, it is rare to go to the fifth set, especially for this Texas State volleyball team. I think they did it probably five times all season long. And here they went and did it in the game to go to the championship match. Uh, And man, Janelle Fitzgerald went off. She had 28 kills. And I mean, there was there was a point where um, the Jaguars they were two points away from winning it, it was thirteen to ten, and Fitzgerald's like, you know what, this is my time to shine, putting the team on my back, and they won sixteen to fourteen, just like that. I mean, six six points, and I believe three or four of them were just off kills from Janelle Fitzgerald alone. Uh, so you know, kudos to her. But yeah, like uh, like Ryan said, kudos to JMU. I mean, this is their first time being an FBS program. And they have a volleyball team that's potentially going to the NCAA tournament. They won their conference. They have a football team that clinched eligibility, bowl eligibility. They have a basketball team who's 4-1. and They had a soccer team who, did they win the conference? I know they at least, you know, went far. But, uh, I mean, kudos to them. They are off to a wonderful start with their program. But, I mean, it it is kind of sad to think that this is the last time we're going to say Janelle Fitzgerald, Emily DeWalt, Lauren Teske, you know, all of them. Um, but, you know, they had a wonderful five years here. I mean, what, three conference championships? I mean, it doesn't really get much better than that than, unless you get all five. But, I mean, they were able to go to the championship round in all five years. So, you know, kudos to them. Uh, unfortunately for them, they weren't able to get it all. But, you know, congratulations on just a career here, especially De- uh, DeWalt
1: and Fitzgerald. I mean, DeWall, every season she played with the volleyball team was named setter of the year. She has won five consecutive setter of the years. That is crazy to even think about. And another group I want to mention is uh, Caitlin Bütner and Jada Gardner are both named to the all tournament team. Uh, Jada Gardner, you might expect, but Caitlin Bütner kind of battled some injuries all season and really came out and performed in the tournament just Everybody on this team stepped up when they needed to. Everybody on this team was a very special piece to this team. And uh, unfortunately, it's time to say goodbye to the Bobcat Volleyball team, at least for now. I guess there is technically still a chance they could get named to the tournament. That selection show is coming up. Um, But I obviously not super likely, but you never know. I mean, baseball did it, so you never never (laughs) really know. Uh, But now we'll move on. To Texas State football, who got a win. <laughs> they got a win. Let's go. Let's go. First time in the month. Let's uh, moved, go. They moved to four and seven now after the 16 to 13 win versus Arkansas State this past Saturday. It was a cold one, and Seth Keller came through.
0: Yeah, Seth Keller did come through, and I mean, he did that in the last second. With 31 seconds left, he's kicking a field goal, and this had to be some pressure moment for Seth Keller. You look back on that game against ULM, they were up by 35 points at the half. ULM comes all the way back, and you need to score a field goal to win the game, and unfortunately he could not. In this situation, it's cold. It feels like it's 32. It's 25 mile per hour winds. There's drizzle from rain coming out from the sky. Seth Keller has all the pressure on him, and he scores it. You look at this score, and you see that the Bobcats scored 13 of their 16 points in that final quarter, and that marks the slimmest margin of victory for the Bobcats this season. But yeah, I mean, there's just so much to talk about this game. It seems like the Bobcats still are keeping the Red Wolves salty. They haven't won a game. Red Wolves haven't won a game against the Bobcats since the year 2020. This is a three-year win streak, a three-game win streak now for the Bobcats so against Arkansas State so just a really impressive performance but yeah there's plenty to be said what about you Ryan what are you gonna say well like Colton said you know it's been a month
2: or someone said it's been a month and it's been a month of pretty heartbreak a lot of heartbreak since our last win against App State I mean the last three out of the four games have been decided by a possession two of them have been decided by less than three points so you know for them to finally pull out this win it's been you know it's good for the program I mean on Twitter all the Texas a football accounts were just going they were just ecstatic they finally got one, you know, they're showing videos of the locker room and all the players were just losing their minds. And I mean, again, you know, kudos to Seth Keller. I mean, to, you know, to get put in that position against ULM to not be able to pull through, but able to pull through this year, this time against Arkansas State, it means a lot. And then, you know, like we, I said last week, this game means a lot, you know, for Lane Hatcher, Perry, and for Pref- President Dan because because all three of them came from Arkansas State. So they have this, you know this game penciled in on their calendar long before. And to get this win means a lot to them probably.
3: Yeah, a couple things before I get into my points. Uh first off, uh, President Danfis, he looked like Inspector Gadget this weekend. <laughs> he I like mean, you
0: saw him in the biggest case y- in yes, the state.
3: That <laughs> is that is Sherlock Holmes right there. And he's about to rock off the hardest stash I've ever seen. I mean, I don't know if y'all have seen it. It's in the for- it's in the process. It's in formation. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see how that turns out. Maybe a little top gun type deal. But <laughs> But um, but you know why it was cold this week? It's because Seth Keller has ice in his veins. I mean, he just <laughs> oh, drained good. that. I mean, <laughs> he drained that field goal. But, yeah, it, it feels great. Even though we're not going to a bowl game, uh, it does feel get, great to finally get a win. But um, I'm curious for this week, and the reason why is because Yes, you want to win, but you also don't want to win. And the reason why is because if you do win, that means you were one game away from making bowl eligibility. And look how many games Ryan just said where they were within one field goal away from winning that game. And they could have had one field goal and they would have uh, clinched bowl eligibility. So, you know, obviously you want to win, but it's also like, I don't know. Do you
1: really want to? You know, I thought about that quite a bit and, you look back at the ULM game, didn't make the game winning field goal. That's a win. The Southern Miss game, gave up the lead really late. That's a win. We'd be at six wins right now. That's yeah, a ball game. Troy,
3: Troy was a field goal, uh, a three point exactly, deficit. Yeah, uh,
1: but one thing I think, I think you want to win this game. I even if you go to five wins, you're that much closer to saying you know we almost were there. And something that. I w kinda looked at before we came on was Louisiana this last week lost to Florida State, which moved them to five and six. So if you be Louisiana, you also keep them out of a bowl game. <laughs> I think that's you know, if you can go, make sure that everybody else can go either. <laughs> Gotta
0: what, play spoiler.
1: And one thing I wanted to say, I know we're harping on Seth Keller for missing one
0: of those field goals back in the day, but I will say this. He's only two field goal makes away from being number one all time in career field goals for a kicker. So, you know, if he can get two field goals in this game against Louisiana, he will have the record as the most career made field goals, which is pretty impressive for Seth Keller. Just a great player for this team. And, you know, he hasn't missed that many field goals before. He only missed two field goals this entire season. One of them was blocked and the other one was just whiffed in that game against ULM. Sorry, but, you know, it was. But yeah, I mean, this Bobcat team, you want to win that game. You want to get momentum because every win you can get is momentum towards the next season or the next game and and you also want to take other teams out of bowl eligibility because why not if we're getting dragged down to the bottom we're going to take you with us you know that's that's basically what jake spavit on this group's going to do but yeah just an impressive win and i'm glad the fans didn't get cold and have to leave sad instead they got
1: to leave happy so the bobcats will close out their season this saturday november 26th at 4 p.m against the louisiana raging cajuns that game will be at bobcat stadium so if you can make it out after thanksgiving Go ahead and support the Bobcats as they wrap up really a spectacular showing at home games this year as they are 4-1 now. Uh, But if not, that game will be on ESPN Plus or always on KTSW 89.9. But now, without further ado, let's move on from local sports to national sports. First off, want to start with the World Cup. I think the World Cup is super crazy every time it happens you have all these different countries coming together for a big soccer tournament it's it's amazing things that are going on it opened up yesterday morning with ecuador taking a 2 nothing win over the host country qatar uh, ryan i know we we're talking before qatar now the first team to ever first host team to ever lose the first game uh so kind of upsetting on that part but uh the games keep going and they've already been exciting today yeah, you know, looking at the scores for
2: today, you know, Senegal and Netherlands are playing right now. They're in the 60th minute right now, 0-0. Our, the United States national team will play Wales at 1 p.m. today, and then England beat Iran 6-2. No surprise. England is, of course, a soccer-dominant dynasty, whatever they are. They're really good over there. But, you know, it's an exciting day today, you know, to see USA play. The national team is always good to see, and it's always an exciting time. And, you know, this is the World Cup. It happens every four years, so I was probably... I guess, a freshman when the last World Cup happened. So, you know, it's a time where everyone here can just celebrate. I mean, you know, soccer is one of the biggest things in the world, one of the sport, biggest sports. It is football for the world, not just for us, but it's for everybody. So it's going to be an exciting week. You know, the World Cup brings a bunch of fans and a bunch of excitement
0: yeah you know the USA team I'm going for them against Wales but I'm also going against Mexico tomorrow playing against Poland I got to support them as well you know they're, they're our neighbors so you definitely got to support them don't know where Canada is in this situation don't care <laughs> but uh, you know uh, it's it's really exciting to see that this is finally a USA team that many people are considering they could do something you know USA has always been considered a, nah they're not that good at soccer but the women's team is you know not the men's team but um, it'll be interesting to see what can happen but I definitely am I'm supporting the USA today against Wales and if you have nothing to do at one p.m., you should definitely turn that on.
2: Oh, and our brothers to the North Canada plays uh, Belgium on one, on one p.m. and one Wednesday. So, okay, you can yeah, watch our, you can watch our Canadian brothers.
0: Maybe <laughs> I'll think about it.
3: Well, USA all the way. I mean, come on, it's our it's our country. I don't even watch soccer, but I will say uh, it's going to be like baseball for me. I don't watch baseball, but I watched all of the World Series games. I probably I'm not going to watch all of the. A world cup game. So I'm definitely going to watch all the U S games. Uh, and then obviously like the big ones, like the final one or the semifinals, something like that. Um, but I mean, you know, I, like I said, I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I will respect this deal. I mean, it is quite possibly the biggest sporting event of all time, the world cup. It happens once every four years. And like, uh, we, we had a class that they were talking about how much income it brings to an economy, how much viewership it brings. I mean, the Super Bowl brings in like 300 million, maybe 400 million viewerships. This brings in a billion. Like it is worldwide. Everybody's watching it. Everybody who has the tiniest little screen you can see is watching a match. And uh, it's it's really cool just to see the country kind of come together for a sporting event. I mean, we love covering sports. And finally, it's nothing negative. It's something positive. We love coming together. And uh, it's nice to see that.
1: As Ryan said, the U.S. national team's first game is today against Wales at 1 p.m., so definitely tune in to support the team and watch the rest of the World Cup. It's a really exciting thing to watch. But our last thing we're going to cover today, I have a a question to hit all of you with revolving around NBA basketball. And, you know, we're a little bit of the ways into the season now, almost uh, 20 games in. So what team for you all has been surprising the most is it better than you expected is it worse than you expected hit me with what team
0: you know i'm gonna start off right now you know soccer's great but guess what i'm a hoop fan so <laughs> sorry y'all uh, i'm just gonna have to dismiss everything because guess what the utah jazz at the top of the west and if you expected that No, you didn't, because you can't even say that you did. You'd be lying straight to my face. Utah Jazz right now have nobody. They have no Donovan Mitchell. They have no Rudy Gobert. They're gone. Who do they have right now? They have Colin Sexton, and they have, you know, Lori Markadon. This team doing great things, and I'm just so proud of this Utah Jazz team. They're doing way better than anyone expected. Now, who's doing worse than anyone expected? Well, a team that I love to harp on and love to hate on, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers. You have a lineup that has a combined salary enough to buy a country in this planet, but guess what you can't do? You can't win more than— Oh, oh, you got five wins. That's great. You're almost by the Rockets, my favorite team. We're 15th (laughs) in the West. So, yeah, um, that's the best and the worst team right now, and I don't think you can say anything about it. No one is expecting the Lakers to do this bad. Come on, you have LeBron. He's supposed to be the beating father time. No, nope. he's not. You can't do it. Sorry, money doesn't win that. Superstars don't win games. That's my point. I'll let y'all talk. I'm going to get too angry. Stephen A over here. I know. Well, for me,
2: you know, I'm not much of a basketball guy. You know, I support my Spurs, but, you know, they're, I'm not shocked where they're at right now. In terms of a team that is probably worse than I thought they'd be is the Minnesota Timberwolves, who's also in the same conference as the Utah Jazz. You know, I think when I look at their roster and look at the talent, you know, they got Cat, they got, they got Anthony Edwards, they got everyone else in there, D'Angelo Russell. See that they're 8-8, eight eight, I'm kind of like, hmm, I was expecting more. A team that I'm surprised is doing surprisingly well is the Washington Wizards, who, you know, I look at them and I'm kind of like, hmm... I thought they'd be a little worse. So I'm kinda of, you know, all of both of these teams kinda of made me give me a little hmm vibe. I thought they'd be a little better, but a little worse. But you know, that those are my two teams right there.
3: I mean, I gotta go with the hometown Mavericks. I mean, they're kinda of disappointed me a little bit. They're not awful. They're nine and seven, they're ninth in the West right now. Um, and that's well, they're not awful overall, but that's all that's awful in our eyes. We went from the Western Conference finals to this. Uh, It's a little disappointing. I mean, we should have beaten the uh, Nuggets last night. We destroyed them the first night. I believe that was Friday night. Uh, We should have beat them last night, but we didn't. But, I mean, um, Luca is going off. I mean, right now he's almost averaging a triple-double. I mean, he's got 33 points uh, per game, roughly nine rebounds per game, and eight assists per game. So it's almost uh, averaging a triple-double. Um, but I mean, they're not. That's really it. I mean, Christian Wood—they need to give him a little bit more playing time, in my opinion. He's—he's he's talked about how he wants more playing time, especially in the crucial minutes, and they're just not giving it to him right now. And uh, you know, it's kind of disappointing. We had a really good off season. We got Jafel McGee, we got Christian Wood, um, and it's like we're not really utilizing those players right now, and it's kind of disappointing to watch. But I mean, then again, we're only what I guess a quarter of the way through the season not even that much. So, uh, you know, still lots of ball to play, but I want to see a little bit of a difference in that.
1: Yeah. Quickly. My teams definitely have to be the 76ers and the Brooklyn nets. Both I think could be top of the, the East with the, the players they have, you know, Joel Embiid has been a favorite to win MVP. I think a lot of people said uh, Kevin Durant. So these teams should be a lot better. And they're at the very bottom of the East, but before we head out, we're going to kick it to Justin for a little bit of weather, and it's um, it's cold and rainy, Justin. It is cold and rainy, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. tell
0: you it's sunny out. I'm going to get it right today, guys, because it's hard to get it wrong. Today, there's a 91% chance of rain, and that starts in 30 minutes. At the hour of noon, you're expecting Rain showers will be coming down. That's going to go down to the 40% for the next few hours. But, hey, let's talk about Turkey Day and the rest of this Thanksgiving break and see what y'all's weather will be like. Tomorrow, Tuesday, you got a high of 54 and a low of 49. Wednesday, a high of 65. It's getting warmer, low of 57. And on Turkey Day itself – high of 68 a low of 49 that's on thanksgiving but guess what 67 percent chance of rain here in san marcus not talking about anywhere else but many of many students are going to be going home going to see family make sure and check your forecast and think of me if you get it wrong because you know we'll see how re- accurate this weather service is but yeah that was your weather service provided by yours truly justin
1: well, that is all of our time for today, so make sure to keep up with everything Texas State and San Marcos related by following us at KTSW Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and make sure to watch football and eat a lot of food on your turkey day. Uh, but for Justin Brown, Ryan Liguez, and Paxton Graff, I'm Colton Gibson. Thank you for listening to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. Now let's get you back to the other side of radio.